guys, my name is Stephanie Perez and today I'll be talking about my Euchre project, Microplastic Soil Sediment Extraction Efficiency for different microplastic polymers and different soil types. Here's a quick overview of what I'll be talking about today. Uh, I'll explain what microplastics are and microplastic contamination in soils, then I'll explain the objectives of my research, my experimental methodology, which are listed there, my limitations, results, conclusion, future work, and acknowledgements. So microplastics are tiny particles of plastic that are less than 5 millimeters in diameter and result from the breakdown of plastic debris. And microplastics are currently a threat and have an unforeseeable risk to the well-being and operation of environmental systems. They say unforeseeable risk due to microplastics being such a new topic and studies continue to be being published today. So now I'll move on to talk about microplastic contamination in soils. Microplastics are present in soils and there's an inconsistency with the findings of microplastics infects in soils, which makes sense as this is a new topic and studies are still continuing to be published today. Microplastics in soils may reach the human body through the food chain, which is a concern. Uh, humans shouldn't be consuming microplastic particles. Um, in addition to that, soil-associated aggregates absorb and obscure microplastics, which make it difficult to find an efficient method for extracting microplastics. And why I mention this is because one of our methods includes oxidation, and the oxidation process is there to kind of help with this issue. The oxidation process, um, we do that to separate the microplastic particles from organic, organic matter pieces. That So microplastic particles may be stuck or engulfed by these organic matter pieces and the oxidation process helps in separating that. So the objectives of this research is to identify the most effective method for extracting microplastics in soil samples while also considering how such methods work with different microplastic resins and varying soil types. And then once identified, this method will be tested on soil samples containing manure and municipal biosolids bio land application. Here's my experimental methodology. First, I uh, prepared our soil samples by drying and milling soil and then adding them to tubes. And then um, for these experiments, we tested each microplastic resin individually. So if we had four tubes, we would add 10 microplastics to each tube. And then once we add those microplastics, we tested our method of interest, which are listed here, centrifugation, centrifugation with oxidation and overnight density separation. And then once we did our method and we filtered our samples, we would count the microplastics on each filter to determine our recovery rates. Our first method is centrifugation, and this is based on a method I read in a paper. Um, so first we add prepared soil to each tube and spike with 10 microplastics of one resin. And then we add deionized water and centrifuge using this machine here in the top picture. And then after that, the supernatant is filtered. And then we repeat the centrifugation filtration procedure with sodium chloride and zinc bromide. So here you can see all the solutions we use, deionized water, sodium chloride, and zinc bromide. And in this picture here, you can see our tubes after being centrifuged. You see clearly in the supernatant, there's some microplastic particles floating atop there. Next, I'll move on to talk about centrifugation with oxidation. So prior to being centrifuged, soil samples are oxidized. So this is exactly the same as our centrifugation method. The only thing is that we'll be oxidizing our samples prior to being centrifuged. So what's it, what oxidation looks like is adding 2 milliliters of aqueous iron sulfate solution and 2 milliliters of 30% hydrogen peroxide solution to each tube. And here in this top picture, we can see the reaction occurring from the mixture of those solutions. And then we place the tubes in a furnace at 65 degrees Celsius for three hours. And as that's happening, our uh, organic matter 
pieces and our microplastic pieces should be getting separated from each other and then they'll be in this layer up here you see in the second picture that layer floating atop the soil and then we centrifuge with deionized water and then filter the supernatant and we repeat that procedure with sodium chloride solution and zinc bromide solution our next method is overnight density separation so this method instead of being centrifuged the samples are left to settle overnight so we prepare them as usual we add prepared soil to each tube and spike each tube with 10 microplastics of one resin. Then we add deionized water to each sample and the samples are left to settle for 12 to 18 hours. After that time is up, we filter the supernatant and then we repeat that procedure with sodium chloride solution and zinc bromide solution. Here are some limitations with my experiments. So for the centrifugation methodology, there is no oxidation and why that might be an issue is that if there are microplastic particles being obscured or stuck to organic matter pieces, um, since there's no oxidation, we won't get those microplastics back. Uh, as for our second method, oxidation can also be a limitation if the temperature gets too high um, and then that just ends up destructing our microplastic particles. Uh, <clears throat> As for our overnight density separation method, that method had no oxidation and it was the longest method. It took four days since we had to leave samples to settle overnight and the filters clogged easily due to the soil not being compact. What I liked about the centrifugation procedure is that as it's being centrifuged, the soil or sand is compact at the bottom. So when I'm pouring out the solution to be filtered, the soil or sand doesn't come with it. But as we see with overnight density separation, that bottom picture, the soil did come with it, which makes it hard to count the microplastics. Here are some pictures of microplastic recovery that we had. So in this first picture, these white pieces here are expanded polystyrene and they have a pretty low density. So all these were uh, recovered during our, <clears throat> after we added centrifuge with deionized water. And these polyurethane particles here have a higher density and these particles weren't extracted until we centrifuged with zinc bromide solution. Here are my average recovery rates for centrifugation. It was 94.4% for centrifugation with oxidation. It was 95.4% and for overnight density separation, it was 80%. You can see all around we had really good recovery rates and we see here that polytetrafluorethylene or Teflon was really unable to be recovered. As for my conclusions, we saw that the overnight density separation method caused filters to clog easily, which may have resulted in microplastic loss. The centrifugation methods were cleaner, quicker, and had higher microplastic recovery rates. Um, and the Teflon or PTFE um, microplastic particles cannot be efficiently extracted with any of the three methods since they had really low recovery rates from 0% to 7.5%. We saw that um, all the other microplastic resins beside Teflon had recovery rates ranging from 87.5% to 100% with the centrifugation methods. The microplastic resins with higher density such as PVC or PU were mostly extracted once centrifuged with zinc bromide. And now I can talk about my future work. So we can talk, um, look into having a denser solution to extract Teflon microplastic particles since they have such a high density and weren't able to be extracted with any of our methods. We also plan to test the centrifugation with oxidation method on different soil types, which is what I'm working on right now, uh, on soil amendments such as biosolids or manure and other microplastic resins.
Here are my acknowledgments, Dr. Shannon Bartel-Hutt, my research mentor, Nasreen Adri, my graduate student mentor, and Seth Keynes, an undergraduate lab assistant who helps me frequently in the lab. And of course, you, Kim.